Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the positives of the pandemic is that it opened up opportunities to meet and see people who you normally I wouldn't get a chance to unless you were traveling somewhere. Worried about one one of those opportunities was the South what Carolina the Football Coaches Association Clinic this past campus? February. I had the opportunity to meet the director of the association, Johnny Roscoe. Those guys are doing an incredible job there. And one of the people that they brought to their clinic who has a refreshing outlook on coaching is Will Healy, the head football coach at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. In this episode today, he's going to talk about some of the things that really make their program what it is. I think he's a great example. There's a lot to learn here from his example. All of the replays from this clinic are part of the State Association Mega Ticket. Go to sfca2022.coachesclinic.com to see the South Carolina lineup. And remember that there are nine states that are part of this ticket and you get access to all of them. Again, check it out at scfca2022.coachesclinic.com. Here's Coach Healy. I just want to talk today a little bit about culture. All right, that's a word that's used a lot. We're in a state right now, right, with Coach Sweeney probably uses as much as anybody and it's real. I think it's different at each and every spot. To me, culture is like, what does it feel like when you're in your building? If you ask, all right, here's my vision for what I want our culture to look like, ask the guy who cleans the building what your culture really is, right? Ask the guy who has only been there for a week on the job, what does your culture really look like? So a lot of this stuff, man, I'm a work in progress. I screw up all the time. I'm not perfect. Every day I don't execute some of these things like I would like to, but I know that they're extremely important. Hiring people who won't let you fail, okay? I was laying in a hotel room in Atlanta, Georgia, about to go to the state championship games. And the Austin P job, I was interviewing for that job, and I called Mike London, and I said, what's your best advice? He was getting fired as the head coach at Virginia, and he said, hire people who won't let you fail. Hire people who won't let you fail. Why is that important? Look, people get mad at me all the time because I hire friends, okay? But Pete Rossomano wasn't a friend to me until he came on staff, right? I mean, I, I, Perry Parks, I don't know if I'd still consider his friends, but we're acquaintances at least, right? 
You know, Chadwick, I didn't know. A.B. and I kind of grew up in this thing together. But, like, whether you were a friend before, you're going to be a friend there. Like, I want to go to work with people every day that I like. Is that hard for people to figure out? And at the end of the day, I have to be able to make big boy decisions and say, is this person the right person for our program? Right? Some of my best friends, I've had to move in a different direction. And it sucks. It's the worst part about the freaking entire profession. Having to walk in with somebody that's got a family, right? A guy that you've been through so much with and say, I got to move in a different direction. That hurts. That's awful. I don't wish that on anybody. But to me, going to work every day, like it's not work for me. I love the people I get a chance to go to work with. You know what our biggest problem is? Is when we finish at six o'clock or seven o'clock, whatever it is, the same staff that just left the staff meeting wants to go drink beer at Twin Peaks together. And now the wives are mad at me because they, te Pete's telling his wife I kept him there until 10 o'clock, right? Really, he's got 36 degree beer at Twin Peaks. It ain't my fault, right? But I want people who want to hang out with one another. I love that. My first question in the hiring process is, do I want to hang out with you? If the answer is no, it's probably not going to work. I don't care how good of a coach you are. Same thing with a recruit. Do I like you? Am I going to be motivated to get up every day to come work my butt off to make sure you reach your aspirations? I've always been a guy who, like, the fear of disappointing somebody motivated me. I didn't want to disappoint my high school coaches. I didn't want to disappoint my college coaches. Our offensive coordinator right now was my quarterback's coach in college. I didn't want to disappoint him. He didn't have to cuss me up one leg and down another. I just wanted to do my best so I didn't disappoint him. And I feel like if you have a staff that feels the same way about you, it's pretty powerful. So hiring people who won't let you fail. You know what's hard, right, is you hire people who won't let you fail, and then guess what happens? They get other great opportunities. Our defensive line coach left two days ago to go the, go the Bills. Joe Cox left and went to Alabama, right? We've had a lot of transition at the group of five level. It's what happens. I want somebody to take a picture of our staff and in 10 years say, how in the hell did he get those guys to come to Charlotte? The same thing I said about Austin P. How in the hell did he get that group of people to come to Charlotte and believe in something that was bigger than themselves? And I think that's what we got right now, but it's always evolving. What's important, okay? And I think about it like what you spend your most time talking about is probably what's important to you. It can look really good on a hallway. It can look really good on a pillar. It can be this great, like, core values deal and everything. But if you don't live it and if you don't, like, if you're not the model for it, then I, I, it just sounded good, right? You read it out of a book. It's a clinic talk, okay? I remember my first team meeting at Austin P. The guys walk in. I'm sitting over on the corner in, in a blazer. Right? The guys are walking in. They're shaking my hand, and it's the worst dead fish handshake you've ever seen in your entire life, right? No pride about them whatsoever. Obviously, had just gone 0-11, and they're looking at, like, what's this 12-year-old going to do to be able to fix this place, right? And I get it. I would be saying the same thing, you know? No life about them, right? And so I said, look, and we went through the, the deals with, with changing out of Russell and all that type of stuff, but it, it was stand up and walk back outside, and at least we're going to learn how to be able to shake a hand. At least we're going to learn how to be able to make a first impression and hold our chest out a little bit and look you in the eye. My name's Will Healy. I'm a sophomore quarterback from Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? At least we're going to be able to learn how to make a first impression and do something that is bigger than the game of football, that each and every time is going to help you get prepared for that job interview, right? And so they stood up. They, they went back out and they did it. We got better at it. And so we said, all right. Anytime anybody in this, comes in these buildings, comes to practice, and you don't know their first and last name, you're going to practice making a great first impression. 
You're going to shake a hand. You're going to look them in the eye. What it also does, and you're going to see this, how can players show buy-in? This is a great way to see who's really bought in. But shake a hand is anybody who comes in the program, shake their hand. I know that Scott Satterfield at App, whenever he was at App, he had a deal of open a door. I think that's a great deal. But what also happens, not only are your guys understanding how to be able to make a great first impression, but your guys are also building fans and friends and helping you fundraise. They got 90 dudes lined up after practice is over with. Your first practice there, the billionaire who started Bank of America got 100 dudes going to shake his hand and it's just part of what they do. Or somebody just walking through the hallway, they go shake their hand. It makes a great first impression on boosters and fans too. They do it three hands per class, right? And I know COVID, they got to like dap them up and all that, like act like they got to wear hazmat suits to be able to shake a hand. But like we're getting back to this, right? Shake a hand, three hands per practice. I mean, three hands per class. And now all of a sudden you go from 350 students a game to averaging 5,500 students in a game. Is it all because of that? No, but it's a lot of it. There's a face behind the, behind the helmet, right? They don't just think they're some entitled punk that thinks they should get an A and like they're, they're holier than thou. They get to know our players. So this has been extremely important. I remember one of the best ones. I was at Austin P. Guy comes to a Friday night walkthrough. Our players shakes his hand, right? The guy's like, I love these guys. No, what can I do to help? So I asked one of our guys, hey, Larry wants to know what he can be able to do to help. And guy's like, man, I want another helmet. So Larry's like, how much does another set of helmets cost? And I said, $25,000. And he said, all right, I'll do it. And I said, all right, let's go upstairs. We can go to the pregame meal. I want you to tell the team. So Larry gets up there and he's like, I'm like, guys, your first impression on Larry was so good that he wants to buy all of you a new set of helmets. And the guys are like, hell yeah, right? I'm like, that's what shaking a hand does. I take him to church on Sunday. I mean, the, the preacher had to ask them to sit down because they think that they're going to go raise another $25,000 for another set of helmets, <laughs> right? All it takes is a little bit of that buy-in for them to see it, and they'll continue to do it. And what they don't even realize is their, their confidence is getting better. They're learning how to interact, right? It doesn't matter what social setting they're in. They're just more confident. It's going to help them get jobs when they finish, but it also helps you build a program. We make a living and take a lot of pride in we will have the most accessible football program in the United States of America. I believe in that. We're going to give you a different type of experience than anybody else can. You know why? Because nothing's off limits. To a fan, to a coach, to anybody who walks in our building, you can come do whatever you want to whenever you want to, right? Alex Atkins, who's now the OC at Florida State, used to tell me, he's like, Coach, I swear that there's some other coaches standing up there on the, like, filming our practice. And I'm like, they can watch the film too, right? And if, if they're worried about me, then they're taking time off of, their, off of their guys, right? I got them if you're worried about me. So anything you want to do, accessibility to me, because there's always a Clemson and a South Carolina game going on, right? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. There's always a Panthers game. There's always a Hornets game. There's always a concert. If they know me and they know our guys, then they'll come because there's a relationship there. And to me, the accessibility helps with that relationship. A quick break before we hear the second half of this segment with Coach Healy. Recently, one of the members of the South Carolina Football Coaches Association, Douglas Rivers from Dutch Fork High School, joined us on the podcast to talk about how they make halftime adjustments. And the tools that they use to get that done are the Sportscope End Zone Camera and Edge Instant Replay. Check out the show notes for the link to our podcast with Coach Rivers where he talks about their entire process. Sportscope is a big part of it. 
and something that six-time state champion Dutch Fork believes in. Sportscope provided them with the tools that they need as well as the support that makes Sportscope the leader in end zone cameras and sideline instant replay. If you're looking for a reliable system that's going to work in any situation, an end zone camera that uses artificial intelligence and doesn't require a person on the field to man it, then you want to check out all that Sportscope has to offer at Sportscope.com. Let's get back to the South Carolina Football Coaches Association Clinic and this segment with Charlotte head coach, Will Healy. Peep, all right, our guys hear me talk about it all the time. It's passion, energy, enthusiasm, and positivity. That's what Peep stands for. Passion, energy, enthusiasm, and positivity. How did I get that? Whenever I was at Austin P, one of our preachers would, came in and he was like, you talk about these four things consistently. This has to be part of what your core values are, right? As I was learning what's really important to me. Passion, energy, enthusiasm, and positivity. Now, again, I go back to this. I'm not a morning person. But when we have a 6 a.m. mat drill, if I don't exude peep, then how can I ask our guys to exude peep? If our staff doesn't exude passion, energy, enthusiasm, and positivity, then how do we expect our players to be able to do the same thing? We call this a way of life, non-negotiable. Every time you walk in your building, if I got a dude who walks in the team meeting like this, I'm telling him to get out, start over, get back in, right? You have a choice. You have a choice when you walk in this room. Are you going to exude peep and bring others up around you and be contagious, right? I ask them all the time, how many of you would pick a negative best friend? And they're like, none of them. I'm like, then why the hell are you going to be that guy yourself? Stop it. Be positive, man. If there's anything the last two years has taught us is you better be positive. Marcus Lattimore came to speak to us in year one, and I love this quote. He said, suffering ceases to be suffering the moment you give it meaning. Right? That's positivity. Like, what am I going through right now that can help me be a better man by the time it's all said and done? What can I learn from this experience? Not woe is me. Not the Eeyore. Not... Don't even bother, right? We talk about that all the time with a guy who walks in with bad body language. Peep, passion, energy, enthusiasm, and positivity. Those are choices, and they're non-negotiables in our program. Family, look, man, I've had a lot of people tell me in this profession, and I'm not holier than thou. My wife's pissed off at me right now because I'm missing the seven-year-old basketball game, okay? But to me, right, I've had a lot of people say, you got to make a choice. You're either going to be a great husband, or you're going to be a great father, or you're going to be a great football coach. You can be great at both. And obviously, I got to be better at the football coach side if you look at my record, right? And a dad, no question. I got a lot to learn with both sides. But to me, it's how can you incorporate both, right? Not like, how do I go home and be a better dad? How do I go to, to, to the campus and be a better football coach? How do I make sure that the two combine? I got an unbelievable wife. I got two kids, a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And my wife is like lunches, dinners, right? Whenever she can come by the, the, the office, she wants to do it. Now, to do that, right, I always have, always also have to make sure that the, other, the rest of the staff feels the same way. I mean, our place looks like a daycare a lot. I mean, it's hide-and-go-seek going on when you're trying to game plan for third down. I love it. I love bringing a guy in on an interview and four kids running in and out of the offensive staff room, and you can tell by the way they look at you that they think you're a little bit crazy or, you know, a, a three-year-old sitting on your lap whenever you're an inter interviewing a guy. Like, that's the way life is at our place. I don't apologize for it. If you can't handle it and it's not important enough to you, then hopefully by the time you leave, it will be. But that's, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for that stuff. Wives, when they want to travel, they travel. We're getting... 
to the point where our kids are getting old enough to be able to travel, and that'll be a different type of experience for us. You know, you're on the way to go play for bowl eligibility, and your wife's like, I really like those shutters on that house. And you're like, all right, maybe this is a bad idea to be able to, you know. <laughs> but it sounded good at the time, you know. But I do believe that's a lot of, of who we are. I think it's important that our guys get a, get a chance to see us as fathers because a lot of people talk about as they're growing up, man, the way that they see how to treat a son is the way that they were treated as a, as a player, right? They learn how to be a dad by how you have coached them, how you talk to them, how you demand excellence out of them. We have a very, very powerful opportunity as coaches to make an incredible impact on young people at very influential parts of their lives. What impact are we making? What example are we setting? How are we tra- changing what a man should look like in a household by what we're teaching 18 to 23-year-olds, or in your case, 14 to 18-year-olds, right? That's an extremely influential time in their life. What are we demanding, right? Now you got the transfer portal. You piss them off one day, guess what? The next day they're in the portal. Don't be afraid to coach. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now, man. Like, I can't be afraid to hold them accountable because I'm worried about them leaving. I have to say, what are your aspirations? Let me help you get there. And if you're not doing your best, I'm going to hold you accountable for it. But I think them seeing us as fathers outside of just a football coach is extremely important. I lose sleep at night, every night, worried about one thing. What is the experience for a coach and what is the experience for an athlete on our campus? Right? Sometimes we may feed breakfast for 70 cents instead of $17 like some of the big dogs do. But we're going to find creative ways to make sure that that student-athlete experience at our place is second to none. What can I do to make sure that the student-athlete experience changes from 21 to 22? 19 to 20, built a new locker room, million-dollar locker room, invented club lit. 20 to 21, spent about another $500,000 in nutrition, changed the way they ate. What can I change from 21 to 22 to make sure that student-athlete experience is better than what it's ever been? That they're saying, playing football at Charlotte is big time, right? That they got some pride about where they play football. How can I change the experience? How can I make sure coaches' experience is really good? Part of that is family. I want Joe Cox, whenever he leaves and takes a tight end's job at Alabama, to say, dang, it was hard to leave. He made like seven times what he was making at our place. But I still want it for him to be hard to leave because of the quality of life that he has and the people that he's working with. How can I make sure each and every day when I fight battles at our place, it's for student-athlete experience and coaching experience. Now, that's salaries. That's the way we travel. That's how we recruit, whatever it may be, right? That's maybe coaches' retreats, whatever it may be. How can I make sure that nobody gives student athletes or coaches a better experience than we do? How do I make it cool? We talked about that a couple different ways. How do you market yourself? And how do players show buy-in? Shake of hands is a great opportunity. The dude who walks kind of around the side and tries to avoid probably ain't real bought in, or at least he doesn't understand your why right now, so there's some more time to be able to dig, help him explain how this is going to help him. How do they represent our program? There's plenty of different ways to, to make sure that players can continue to show buy-in. I love that segment from this clinic with Coach Healy, and there's plenty more in the remainder of his talk. Again, you can find this talk in the replays of the South Carolina Clinic at scfca2022.coachesclinic.com. As I've said, it's part of the State Association Mega Ticket, which gives you access to nine clinics and hundreds of talks across all of those states. Check it out through scfca2022.coachesclinic.com. 
Follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski and follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com.